Hey, Dr. Mike here. Did you know that breast cancer has no favorites? All races, all ages, and both genders. Stay tuned to learn more. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gossard. Welcome to Live Foreverish. I'm Dr. Mike, and of course, I'm with um, here with my uh, fabulous co-host, Dr. Crystal Gosser. Welcome. Thank you. I'm fabulous today. Cl- <laughs> Is it because I offered to get UT? You didn't offer. You told me I had to go get oh, my yeah, own. That's true. You did not <laughs> offer me tea. In my head, I offered. You said, I already got mine. Do you want some? You got to go get it. That's what you literally said that. <laughs> oh, somebody lives in a fantasy world. All right, we got to bring this down. We got to bring this back down. This is an important issue. This is serious. That is true. This is, that um, is very true. Breast can uh, breast cancer is obvious. Anytime you talk, anytime you say breast health, right? Yeah. The or breast, <laughs> the first thing people think of, right? Oh, it's cancer. breast cancer. Breast yes. cancer. Yeah. And and I meant what I, I I meant what I said there at that that little teaser, right? That there's no favoritism here, right? All ages, all genders. Obviously, women get it more, and older women. Mm-hmm. But across the board, we see it in all cultures, all races. Breast cancer, right? And men. Uh, it does happen. About 2,500 men per year. It does happen in men. Yeah. yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of guys don't realize that. Yeah. So um, let's, so I want to run through some, I want to talk first more about like the breast exams and mammograms. Yes, let's talk about it. And then we'll get into um, some of the newer stuff like genetic testing. Mm-hmm. And then, and then what we can do with our diet and maybe with some supplements to, to protect the, the breast. But mm-hmm. I, I want to, there's a caveat here. Okay. I personally, this is just see what you think. I don't like to say breast cancer prevention because it's it's really about risk reduction. Because you're a woman and you're getting older, I can't modify that. Right. So it's important that you understand that. But there are things you can modify. So what we're trying to do is take all those other things. Mm-hmm. You're a woman, you're aging. I can't do anything about that. But we yeah. can do stuff about your diet. We can do stuff about supplements that help. And that reduces that risk and hopefully in the end does prevent. But for me, it's risk reduction. And early detection. Am I just, am I just splitting, splitting hairs? Maybe. No, no. I, I, I definitely <laughs> see your point. Um, I think for uh, the... The average person there, it, it does. It's still they prevention. just kind yeah. of all yeah. line up together. Okay. Um, but you know, scratch y- everything I said. <laughs> but you mentioned Crystal that didn't like it. prevention, um, and then I think about early detection, and that made me think of funding for breast cancer. Yeah. So breast cancer research receives an enormous amount of funding, but that funding's not necessarily going towards breast cancer treatment. A lot of it is towards prevention. I'm doing Preve- the air quotes. Preve- prevention and de- early, uh, early detection. detection. Yeah, yeah. Speak. Um, so the treatment is really has it's not changed or hasn't evolved. changed yeah. since you know like the 1980s. There's yeah. some new and um, emerging therapies that we can talk about. Yeah. Well, let's let's part. let's go back then to the early detection idea because that yeah. with that I think we both definitely agree with this that mm-hmm. um, detecting any cancer earlier is that's. That's 80% of the battle, 90% of the battle. Absolutely. Uh, treatments just simply work better when it's young. Yes, and the most common type of breast cancer, if it's detected early, the prognosis is it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. Five-year survival rate is yeah. up eight, 80%, 90%. Yeah. yeah, so it's great. So um, let's start with something uh, that, um, if I'm not mistaken, okay. is no longer recommended. Okay. And that's the self 
breast exam. Yes. Tell I what, was shocked. Yeah, that's no longer... I, did I, you know that? It's no longer recommended. I did. Um, and, well, my doctor doesn't talk about it anymore. Um, although, you know, with my yearly exam, the in-doctor um, okay. screening of the breast, that's still, you know, recommended, and she still does, performs that. But, yeah, really the, the idea now is for a person to just be familiar with your breast tissue. Yeah. You, you know don't have to do the formal, yeah. touch you know, it and all that stuff. Yes, yeah. where there's like five or six steps that no one can ever remember. Yeah. I mean, I well, but didn't it weren't the, the idea was that, um, or or the reason they don't recommend it now is, you know, maybe women were feeling something, they were rushing in, and maybe biopsies were happening and yeah. that really didn't need to happen or what what have you. Is exactly. that kind of what that was? Yes, yeah. that's a part of it as well. But you know, some women, um, I would say if you have a good routine and you're doing it, there's Do no it. reason to stop. Do it. You, yeah, absolutely. Because there, there are several stories of women being the ones, not the mammogram, but women's being the one that found the cancer. That's so in, true. In, this, in, the, in the exam. So, I, I listen, I, I think you know your body better than anybody else. Um, whether you do that whole formal stuff, right? Yeah. The, there's like what, like a quadrant you go through, whatever. Exactly. Um, I still I think... I mean, the formal one, They at one point... We were told, okay, yeah, you can just do these things in the shower. But formally, you they want you to lie down, get a pillow, yeah, yeah, okay. prop yourself up. And, I mean, it's just... Just so be familiar. Yes. Some modified exam of yourself is still probably warranted mm -hmm. and probably pretty good. Okay. Um, let's... Okay, now the next big thing. All right. Mammograms. Well... More and more women yeah. are not wanting to do mammograms because of the ionized radiation. Yes, you know they how are I feel opting about for thermography. Oh. We've had a conversation about this. Dr. Mike, he's very passionate about <laughs> the, I mentioned thermography, uh, and he said, at the, well, what I did you say? <laughs> I, there is no clinical research to date to show that thermography has any potential as a screening tool. And, you know, that I think that's an important point because when you told me that, I said, I have to go look it up. Yeah. Although, you know. Did you look you, it up? I did look it up, and you were right. Yeah, there's there's really none you today. You were right. And, um, but and, there are so many doctors, especially in the alternative, alternative natural, natural, yeah. natural field, uh, realm, that makes, sometimes implies that yeah. that's all it's, you and need And here's to the do. thing, though. Just so you know, now that you've we've said this, there's a the, the people that practice thermography they're very passionate about it. You're, we're going to get emails. They're, they're going to let Potentially us Potentially so, but... But I, and again, I don't, I'm not, and again, it, 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 it's not that it doesn't have some application at some point in the future. I'm not saying that. I just need, if I'm, if I'm a doctor and it's my job to make sure that I'm assessing risk, mm -hmm. I need to use the exam that has the best results as a screening tool. And right now to date, that's mammograms. Yes, and it does not, so that that is very true. Thermography does not replace a mammogram, but I did read that it's a nice compliment. There are, there are doing, there's uh, even mammograms, MRI combinations, yes. so less ionized radiation with an MRI, stuff like that, maybe. So maybe, the, but again, more research is needed. Yeah. At the end of the day, um, you know, the mammogram is the standard of, of screening, and, and, and it does, work. Yes, and combining the mammogram with, you know, an MRI or an ultrasound is beneficial, especially if you're younger. Yeah. When I was in my 20s, I had one. Um, 
And I'm in not your a 20s. yes, I'm not a hypochondriac, but you know, <laughs> I felt something that I felt was, you know, unusual. And so I went and had a mammogram and they followed it up with an ultrasound. Yeah. Just because my tissue was just kind of well, fibrous, and that's, and and that's I was usually younger. Young, that's common yes. when you're young. So ultrasounds are often used in the younger. Yes, mm-hmm. they don't really work great as as you get older. Right. Um, um, but uh, so I, I listen. I as a radiologist, I, I think there is application of some of these alternative um, uh, screening techniques. We just need to we need to we need to pan that out a little bit more, research some more. Maybe some combination stuff is out there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, right now, again, you can't get around it. Mammograms is the screening tool. I'll tell you something else really quickly on the mammogram that's highly debated is the age. Of how often, when, when and how what often. age and how yeah. often. Um, so really between the ages of 40 and 49, it's still kind of debated, yep. believe it or not. Um, but right now, uh, the guidelines, 50 to 74 years old every two years yeah. to have a mammogram. And, I, I, yeah, so the, and that's, that, that age has been bumped up some, yeah. be, uh, and it goes back to the idea of um, exposure, to, to ra- it's not just a one-time exposure to radiation. Mm-hmm. It's that accumulative over time. Right. So the idea is maybe if we if we can show that starting a little later doesn't have any impact on missing cancers when you're in your 40s, mm-hmm. why not? Why not start later, left, yeah. less ionized radiation? So that's yeah. the thought there. Again, I think that still needs to be, yeah. you know, panned out a little bit. Now, of course, if you have a family history. Totally different. Totally, yes. So first, I think first we degree, should make that clear. First degree, family, mom, sisters, no, no, that all, it complete, you're on a different screening <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, different path. Yes, okay. Um, genetic testing. This is this is getting more and more popular. More and more people are getting familiar with just genetic testing, right? Yes, especially um, with uh, Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Well, tell us, let's, what exactly, when we say genetic testing, um, what are we actually talking? Are we Are we saying that there are genes yes you could or you or you could have a certain f- type of a gene or a form of a gene that might increase your risk for breast is that what we're talking about yeah so we're talking about gene mutations um, in certain genes so for example the the most popular one is the BRCA one mm-hmm. two. Uh, gene mutation and it's a mutation in the body's ability to repair DNA. And so if you're not able to repair DNA, you know, your breast tissue, then, yeah. you know, that's where. And those are the, that, those are the big ones everybody knows, right? They're, yes. You know, what's my BRCA or BRCA exactly. status? Um, uh, um, but there, there are many others. Um, if you can, you could just really Google it and you'll see a whole list yeah. of different genes. And what we're finding now that the genes interact with each other. So... You know, you so it's com- more complex than we would know. It right? is very <laughs> complex, and and but one one note that I always try to convey <clears throat> is that your genes do not dictate your destiny. Very good. Yeah, I, and I, I, again, if you know, talking not to the person at high risk. That's right. a di- again a different yes. story. You know, first degree relatives, mm-hmm. salvage. You know, talking to the person at normal risk, yes. what have you. Um, just because you have one of these genes, mm-hmm. it does not mean that you're going to get breast cancer. Exactly. It just means you have a gene that has an association with that potential. Correct. Does not mean cancer. Right. Very important to understand. Yeah. Um, do you think ge- genetic testing is going to become more right, widespread, even in like the normal risk woman? 
I think so. I but I think it goes in waves. So it depends on a lot of this is kind of pushed by the media. <laughs> yes. Real news or fake news, whatever you would like to call it, uh, that really kind of drives what's happening in the celebrity world. Yeah. Can drive what what goes on in general. Yeah. Um, right now, genetic testing is in. Yeah, it is. I mean, just for for I, everything, not just everything. For... And I still think it it doesn't it does it doesn't have all the answers yet that people think it does. And that's something to remember. Okay. Yes. We, now, gene testing, I would like to talk about gene testing of if you know that you have cancer and... Again, different story. This is a different story where they actually can now test a sample of the tumor. Yeah. What? How is this tumor going to behave with things yes. and is chemo this, and all is that? Is it aggressive? Yeah. Do yeah. I need to that's have yeah. chemotherapy after surgery? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a different different type of gene different testing. ball game. Maybe yeah. that's a, an episode we can do. Yeah. This genetic testing is is what people are doing for risk reduction right. and mm-hmm. okay, I'll say it prevention. Mm-hmm. What we're we talking about <laughs> gene testing. So let's go. Let's do that. Let me ask you this question. Okay. What if if I want to, um, or if anybody listening wants to protect their breasts, mm-hmm. the tissue, the ducks, all that kind of stuff. What's the best diet for me to be on? Ooh, well, I, uh, <laughs> I assisted our scientific affairs team with the diet and lifestyle section of our Very protocol. Good. Yeah. And what we found, plant-based whole food diet mm-hmm. for breast health. Um, and this is, you know, just kind of as, as it states, really, um, no processed vegetables and fruit, yeah. when you whole say, grains. When you say plant-based, like the first thing that I think of and I think other people do is, well, okay, what is, are you saying I'm vegetarian now or is it 80% plant, 20%? I mean, is there is there something like that in there? So some of the reads, so when, when we say plant-based whole foods, usually that's eliminating the meat. Oh, so yeah, this, so this is yeah. aggressive. This is aggressive. Okay. Um, but there are other research where if if you can just eliminate the processed foods, okay. include your your fresh fruit and vegetables, and um, and then limit red meat. Yeah. Okay. Red meat is really a big culprit. Okay. So limit. So a nice lean uh, protein from poultry. Or even what about grass fed beef? Grass-fed that would be better beef. if you're gonna yeah. Um, yes, that, that would be better. And fish, seafood. L- seafood, yeah. okay. All right, so that's, there you go, plant-based at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so what supplements do we have to protect breast health or breast tissue? One of my favorites is broccoli. Broccoli. Cruciferous vegetables. vegetables. Yeah, we keep coming back to those, right? Yes, you have to. Um, cruciferous vegetables are just so beneficial with supporting the, um, just the overall cell division yeah. in, in your I did. Tissue. So there is some interesting stuff. I know Life Extension has looked into this a little bit, too, that um, some of those key compounds you want out of the broccoli and other cruciferous vegetables, um, they're sulfur-based. Yes. One is called, so, what, sulforaphane? Sulforaphane. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty volatile. It doesn't, it's not very stable and right. stuff. And it turns out eating it, you're really not getting a lot of it. Yeah. In supplements, it can break down. Mm-hmm. But there's a way now to encapsulate this, right? So you get more of these key compounds. Yeah, well, one strategy is to combine it with um, uh, the enzyme that makes the sulforaphane. So there's a precursor 
uh, called glucorphanin mm -hmm. that you find in your broccoli. And then you have the enzyme that converts that into sephorophane. So really when you're looking at uh, supplementing with broccoli, you want to look for the yeah. enzyme, yeah. myrosinase yeah, enzyme. So that, yeah, so that enzyme with it will help that break down once it's inside yeah. you. So it's yeah. not going to be volatile. And, yeah, so you, so get you more want one that's enterically coated Enteric, as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So that's so it's broccoli. Um, I do have to talk about alcohol. This keeps coming up, and it makes me so sad. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the research continues to show that no more than one alcoholic beverage per day. And even there's some research that says even the one alcoholic beverage a day mm. can increase risk. So that's something right. to think yeah. about. Just, but remember, but those, but those are from observational studies. Yes. Mm -hmm. They're not perfect studies. Yep. They're just associations. It's mm -hmm. not cause effect. Yep. Yep. Blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so you know what? One or two. Yes. Maybe three. Maybe three. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Um, just omega-3 fatty acids, I have to throw that in um, to consider. Selenium sure. is also Selenium, very yep. beneficial. Um, and, you know, again, those cruciferous vegetables. What about vegetables. fenugreek? Yes. A lot oh. of women do that for lactation, right? But is that also just for overall breast health as overall well? Overall breast health, overall, you know, healthy estrogen metabolism. Okay. And a couple of bonus ones that I uh, brought in today. Green tea and coffee. Green tea and coffee? Oh, okay. There yeah. you go. So feel free to have your coffee. So what is it in the coffee? Two to four cups a day. Is it is it the antioxidants? The, the coffee? polyphenols. The polyphenols. Yeah. Okay. And then um, and then the green tea. Yes. Very good. All right. That was fantastic. Yes. Another good show <laughs> by Dr. Gossert. Um, uh, very important, obviously. So hopefully mm -hmm. we we've given you some some good information, right? Yeah. Cleared up some. Cleared up some misinformation stuff. that's out there. Um, breast self exam still good. Why not know yourself? Yeah. Mammogram still standard. Mm -hmm. Not saying that's going to, maybe in the future that changes. It's the standard right now <laughs> for screening. Uh, genetic testing, sure, but don't freak out. They're just associations. Yep. Unless you're in that high risk group. Exactly. Totally different story. Good diet, plant-based, and some supplements that we just went over. Fantastic. <laughs> thank you, Dr. Gossett. Thank you, Dr. Mike. I want to thank everybody for listening and watching Live Foreverish. For more podcasts, you can head over to liveforeverish.com. That's liveforeverish.com. Please subscribe so you never miss a show. Like and share. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.